You're listening to the Eat With Grace podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Jackie Neinheis, registered dietitian and professor of culinary medicine. And I am your co-host, Brooke Fredrickson, registered dietitian and certified diabetes care and education specialist. And we are here to challenge a culture around food and nutrition from a biblical perspective. You know, we were talking earlier about contentment. And, um, you know, I think food can be just a super simple thing, like you mentioned, to eat food, to thank God for it and be content. Okay, it's so simple. Why do we make it so hard? Right. Well, and I I think we make it hard because um, we are worried about pleasing man and not God, right? I think all of that discontentment with our body size, with the way our body looks, um, with the food that we eat, if we feel discontent about um, the type of food that we eat, that maybe it's not good enough. It's not because we're trying to please God, it's because we're trying to please man, right? There's all of these messages in our culture telling us that we should be eating a certain way and we should be exercising a certain way and we should be looking a certain way in order to meet Um, what their definition of maybe successful is or what their definition of healthy is. And really, as Christians, our audience, you know, is, is of one, like we are an audience of one, God is the only one that we we should care, um, you know, about his opinion of us, he's the only one that we need to um, be held accountable to. So when it comes to contentment, and being okay with where we're at, we're being okay with the body, we're in, being okay with the food that we have in front of us. Um, you know, it's it's that discontentment in us. It's that drive to please other people, or it's that maybe maybe us putting the focus on the wrong thing, right? Like us worrying about worldly things rather than than eternal kingdom matters. That kind of drives us into dieting, right? That drives us into changing these. Um, the way that we eat or the way that we take care of our bodies. Um, and so I think dieting is definitely a form of that discontentment. That's definitely um, kind of like a root, a root symptom or um, outcome of, of just not, not thinking we're good enough um, in the way that we're in the way that we are. So, yeah. And, you know, there's kind of a, an interesting feeling when um, people feel really successful and in control of their weight. And that's actually kind of the, the basis or the start of anorexia nervosa is that they, maybe the rest of their life is out of control. So there's something they want to have control of. And when we have control of it, we feel so much more maybe successful, maybe um, feeling like, okay, now I'm going to find happiness. Now I'm going to find perfection. Now I'm going to find all those things that I've been looking for. But actually, we're looking for all those things in the wrong place. There's, they, they always describe it kind of as a God-shaped vacuum in our lives that only God can fill. But we try to fill it with so many other things. And um, this, this health and fitness and... Um, you know, eating this or not this, et cetera, seems to be the thing that 
some people gravitate towards to fill that void. And it really doesn't fill that void. And so then they throw out that one and they're on to the next best thing, which might be, um, it might be fasting for weight reasons. It might be um, all kinds of different restrictions of food that actually can become toxic. It can be, um, you know, trying to flush all the toxins out of our body. I mean, there's so many different things like that, that, you know, you're striving for it. And, you know, some people will try every single thing. And I don't know what the answer is there or how to talk to people that are trying every single thing, but it actually can be dangerous for your health to try every single new thing that comes out. Oh yeah, we know that um, jumping on and off diets is harmful for our health from a metabolic standpoint, uh, the weight cycling, the losing, the gaining, the losing, the gaining. We've talked about how restricting foods can affect your gut microbiome and actually make things worse um, for your GI system. So we know from a health perspective that that's not good for us. We also know from a spiritual perspective that a lot of the discontentment that we have, um, whether it's in our body size or what we're eating or our health, whatever it is, um, it's a heart issue. It's a spiritual issue. And so it comes down to, I, I once read an article um, about this and it was really convicting and I thought it was excellent. They said, anyone who has issues with body image um, and feeling just disconnect, discontent um, about the body that they're in or hating the way that they look or whatever. Uh, it's because that Jesus isn't enough for them, right? Our identity is in Christ and in Christ alone. And God's word said that he created our bodies, right? We're jars of clay um, to carry out his works here on earth. That is the purpose of our body. And we, when we don't believe that, when we don't believe that that's the main purpose, and when we put other things on top of it, like um, we have to look good for other people, we need to get external validation from other people by the way our body looks or by the way that we're eating. Again, we are seeking that outside validation. We're not seeking, um, you know, God's approval. We are seeking man's approval. And so it really does come down to a heart issue. So if someone is struggling with that, with someone is struggling with discontentment, with they're just jumping on and off the bandwagon for the next thing um, to either lose weight or, or make themselves, you know, so-called healthy or whatever it is, I would just challenge you. Like if you are a Christian, if you're a Bible believing Christian, um, I, to seek contentment first, right? Because like Paul says in Philippians 4.12, I am content in all things, whether I am hungry or whether I am um, well-fed, like whatever situation I'm in, if I'm in jail, if I'm being stoned, if I'm being beaten, I am still content because I know that I have Christ. Like that needs to be enough for us. Christ needs to be enough for us. And if he's not, we need to get to a place where he is. He has to be enough for us um, so that we quit seeking these outside sources of validation and approval. And so I think that's kind of the key to overcoming this feeling of discontentment and overcoming dieting. I feel like if people could get to a place where they could just accept and be content where they're at, and yes, you can work on um, making changes, healthy changes, small changes in your life. I don't, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's the, the extreme dieting and the restriction and the purpose of seeking that external validation 
that is the problem. So we need to make sure that our priorities and our motivations are in the right place um, when we're in that when we're in that mindset. Um, you know, making sure that we're pleasing God and not man. For sure, for sure. Another reason sometimes why we are seeking all these different diets and kind of things is we're really looking for a miracle. We want a miracle that a miracle pill, we want a miracle diet, we want a miracle food, we want a miracle restriction, we want a miracle plan. And, you know, Jesus had some words about that. And in Matthew 39, when the Pharisees, it's uh, actually Matthew 12, 39. And when the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they want to see a miraculous sign. And he answered, a wicked and adulterous generation asks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given. Hmm. And he's talking, you know, about maybe some of the, you know, a sign that he was who he said he was. Right. But then he, he turns it in and he turns it, you know, you don't need a miracle. And that maybe goes a little bit along with what you said, that when we're, we're not content with who we are, it's like, if we're looking for a miracle, that means that Jesus is not enough. That just the way he is, is not enough. When we're looking for that kind of a miracle, and I actually really believe in praying for miracles. I believe in praying for um, all kinds of miracles in my life. And my, my, probably my most common prayer that I ever pray is thank you lord for small miracles and then i followed up with oh, it was really a huge miracle and yeah. just the fact that you know some little thing happened in my life is like thank you lord or something happened in one of my kids lives it's like thank you lord for small miracles and then i right away change it to big miracles right. so i believe in miracles but when we're looking for a miracle to improve our outward appearance to improve, um, to help us to find happiness, to help us find contentment. That's not probably where we're going to find it. That's kind of like um, looking in material goods right. for something that is a spiritual issue. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, I a hundred percent believe that miracles can happen today. I believe if it's God's will, he's going to heal someone or he's going to do something miraculous in their life. But when you said that, like people are chasing these diets, looking for miracles, it's because of our, like our human nature is impatient, right? We want it now. We want self-gratification. We want everything that we want now. Um, without having to put any work into it, right? And so I think all of these diets and all of these, um, you know, supplements or pills or promises, like all of these miracle things, you know, that guarantee all these results, uh, that's, what, that's what they're promising and that's what makes them so enticing. People want something easy. Um, when sometimes you may have to look at your life or you may have to look at your lifestyle and see how am I contributing to my problems? And is there anything that I can do and anything I can take personal responsibility for to make changes? Um, that's where, again, when we go back to being honest with ourselves and seeing, is there anything small that I can do um, that is gonna make you know some, in, some I would say just improvements in, um, how I'm taking care of my body. Now, again, we are not responsible for the outcome. 
So even if we do healthy behaviors and we do everything right and we don't get the outcome that we want, again, we need to be content. We need to be content in Christ. We need to be content in knowing that what we are doing is honoring God in the body that we have. And that's all that we can do. We are not responsible for the outcomes. You may never, ever, ever get a body that you want here on earth. And I think that's okay. Um, I think it's one of those things that keeps us humble and keeps us in that place of contentment. If we got everything that we wanted all the time, holy cow, would I be sucked into worldly issues? You know, if I could have like the ideal body on this earth, how would that help? How would that help my, um, my ministry? How would that help me um, to bring people to God? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Honestly, what I think it would do is it would well up in me like all this like crazy self-righteousness and look at me, pride, whatever it is. It would make it would make it all about me and what I look like. And it wouldn't be about who I am in Christ and what my purpose is on this earth in terms of like sharing the gospel and honoring him. And so I think that it's it's okay for us not to be that way. Like that's that's the definition of biblical modesty, right? We shouldn't be um, front and center and promoting and, and drawing all this undue attention to ourselves or to our bodies. That's, that's what immodesty is. Um, and so we need to make sure that we are living modest lives. And that includes not being, um, you know, not putting our body up on this pedestal and not looking for all of this validation from other people and not, you know, sharing half naked pictures on social media when we, when we do have um, improvements in our body shape or, or tone or whatever. I mean, there's just so many things that go into this. And so, it, it, but it all comes back to that, the theme of contentment. It is so important to find contentment or to seek contentment. I think that's such a good trait to, or a, I don't even think it's a trait. It's more of a, maybe a circumstance contentment it can is even be a spiritual discipline right exactly. yes oh 100 percent. spiritual discipline of being content because god has called us to do that so yeah. one of the things i think that keeps us from contentment is when we're seeking acceptance so seeking contentment and seeking acceptance maybe for a non-christian might seem like it's the same thing but for us as Christians, Jesus has put those into totally opposite categories where, where if we're seeking contentment, we can't be out there just seeking acceptance. And the seeking acceptance comes in so many different forms, like, like just the idea that if I'm thin, people are going to listen to me. If I'm thin, I'm going to be able to get that job. If I look better, I'm going to be successful at, at uh, my next endeavor. Um, seeking the acceptance of a person like a parent or a child. And in, a, in family dynamics, like it's important to care your parents and what they say and to honor your parents and to obey your parents. But when we cross the line into all that matters is seeking their acceptance, that's when we step into some really dangerous territory. And it sets us up for a lot of hardships, a lot of heartaches then throughout our lives where we don't feel so good 
when we don't feel that acceptance. Um, I was given, there was an example in an article I read of how to notice if you're doing it. Let's say that you're in a group of people and you're not the one that they're focusing on or talking to, or you feel a little bit left out. Well, that might be an indication that I am seeking acceptance and that acceptance and being center of attention is all that's mattering right now. And Christ calls us to live a life of service. If we're living a life of service, we're probably not going to be center of attention or seeking that center of attention. And so I think of this seeking acceptance as something that uh, social media I mean, we're, we're putting stuff out there, trying to get people to like and to accept it. What God is really saying is you don't need those likes. It doesn't matter if you have three likes or 3 million likes, you know, I accept you. And that's, that's where we need to find our acceptance in Christ. Yes, 100%. And when you were talking about how people um, feel like they maybe they need to, you know, lose weight or look a different way in order to get a job or be accepted by their family. Like that is 100% true. And I don't blame people. I don't blame people for wanting to lose weight um, or to look or to wanting to look a certain way for that. Because, you know, we, we talked at the very beginning of our podcast um, when we started this way back then about um, weight bias and weight bias really does exist. And, you know, there are studies that show that there are some, people, there are some professions where you are more likely to be hired for the job if you were in a thin body versus, you know, a larger body, or you are going to be um, seen as more successful or as more self-controlled or as more disciplined if you were in a smaller body versus a larger body. Um, and so those, those biases um, really do exist in our culture. They really do exist in society. Um, and they are real to a lot of people. And so I don't, I don't blame people you know, for being discontent and for wanting to be in a smaller body, because I do think that there are some benefits in our society of having a smaller body. That's, that's a truth. There really are. Um, but again, we need to remember that we, like this world is not our home. And if you are a Christian, we live for God and we live to honor him. We live to fulfill his purpose and his mission on this life, not the world. And we have to keep that kingdom mindset, um, that eternal mindset separate from what we are doing on earth. Uh, because when we, when we all we see is what's on front, what's in front of us um, in this material world, we are going to easily get sucked into that. We are easily going to be seeking the approval of this world rather than the approval of God. And so it just, it takes that continual intentional, I think, um, keeping our mind focused on him and, and things above. And that isn't that a miserable way to live to always mm -hmm. be um, seeking the acceptance of somebody who's never going to give you that acceptance. Right. You're always striving, always working, never, ever mm -hmm. reaching it. And it drives so many people to things like, um, like eating disorders for, um, you know, just food restrictions in, um, uh, you know, really strange kind of uh, fad diets, thinking that, okay, this is going to make me more acceptable. This is going to yeah. make me more. Thing. The interesting thing is 
um, to reach our goals and to be able to serve God in the way that he wants us to, we do have to be healthy. And um, I think that Brooke and I both work every day to be as healthy as we can. And, you know, during certain seasons of your life that might look different, but for the most part, it means exercising every day. It means, you know, eating a variety of foods. It means um, emotionally being healthy. And sometimes that's like saying no to things and, um, you know, making space in our lives for our family and for our meaningful relationships. So all of these things are going to um, help bring a contentment in Christ. And Paul said when he was in prison, I can be content in all things. And that would be my heart's desire. Lord, teach me how to be content in all things. Teach me what things are keeping me from that contentment. And where am I searching for that contentment that I shouldn't be searching for it in those places? Yeah. And when we say contentment in all things, it could be that maybe, maybe you will never be in a healthy body on earth. Maybe you will suffer from chronic disease. Maybe um, you will, you know, have a disability. I mean, think of like um, Johnny Erickson Tata, who is, you know, a, a quadriplegic. Um, she is a great testament of, um, you know, God's grace in her life and how he has taught her to be content in her circumstances. Like, yeah, I think we should aim towards um, stewarding our body well and taking care of what God has given us because our body is not our own. He purchased it for a price. And so we need to do our job of taking care of it, um, but we need to trust him with the outcomes and we need to be content in those outcomes. Um, learn to be content in them. I don't know. Do we, do we ever find 100% contentment on this earth? I don't know if that's possible on this side of heaven, but I think it's definitely something to strive for. You know, um, I'm sure there, there, I know that there's times in my life where I'm not content with certain things, um, but it's a good reminder to continue to going back to that. Like, Jesus, are you enough for me? Jesus, are you enough? If I never, um, if I never, you know, get to be in, in this body size that I want, or if I never get to look this way, or if I never get to, you know, achieve perfect health, whatever your health conditions are, maybe, maybe you're trying to overcome some, some kind of condition or, or disease or something like that, or manage it well. And, you know, you, you do what you can. And that's what I mean. We do what we can. And when then we give the rest to God and we just need to be content in, in, in that. So isn't it interesting how some people who have so much going for them and by the world standards, you just look at them like they have it all and they are less content than people who maybe have a serious illness, maybe debilitated in a certain way, uh, maybe have all kinds of things that hold them back from doing the things normal people do. Yeah they could have more contentment than a person who has it all. So right. the amount of what you have, the talents you have, what God has given you in no way can dictate how content we are. Oh, of and course we not. see it over and over again in, in our own lives yeah. too. Yeah. Um, you know, there's that saying that you really have to be able to feel the hard things in life before you could realize how good that you have it. Mm -hmm. And you can 
only feel the wind when it's against pushing hard against your face. But when it's at your back and you're sailing along, then you don't realize, you know, how easy it is, how nice it is. I think that kind of comes a little bit with having gone through life. When you're really young, you think, oh, if I could just have that, if I could just have that, if I could just have that. And when you're a little bit older, you realize, no, you know, I am content. I'm content with where I'm at and accepting that. Okay, so there's a little bit of a tension though when we're praying for miracles. When Jesus healed the paralytic, he said for him to reach out his hand. And when he reached out his hand, he was healed. So my commentary says that that means that there was some faith involved. He had to reach out his hand. And then the, the paralytic had to stand and walk. The blind man had to put the mud on his, his eyes to see. Okay, so what does it mean? And I don't have the answer for this. What does it mean to be content and to be praying for a miracle? I think one of the keys to contentment, honestly, comes from a place of gratitude um, and being thankful for what we have right? We can be thankful for what we have. We can thank God for what we have and focus on what we have rather than what we don't have. Um, and so when we do that, when we live in a life of gratitude, when we focus on the positive things that God has given us and everything that he has done for us, um, we can still pray for miracles. Now, when I pray for miracles, I always pray that, you know, God, if it's your will, this is going to happen or that you will do this. Um, I truly believe that, you know, God is sovereign, that he is in control of all things, that he has the ability to do whatever he wants at any given moment. Um, and if it's his will, he's going to do it. Um, I have faith knowing that he's going to do that. Now, if he doesn't, does that change my faith? It, no, it doesn't. Um, because he's in control and I'm not. He is God and I am not. And that's something that I need to remember. Um, but I think um, us asking for things and praying for things, whether it's a miracle, um, you know, if we, if we word it that way in a miracle, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, it's just us trusting God that he's going to do what's best for us. Um, and if that miracle is it, then that's awesome. And amen. And thank you for, for doing that. And that's just one more thing. One, one more way that God shows his faithfulness to us, you know, is by um, showing us grace in situations like that and, and letting miraculous things happen. Um, but if he doesn't, he's still God and he des still deserves all the glory and he still deserves all the credit um, for everything. But again, it comes from an attitude of, of gratefulness and that content contentment comes from um, being grateful for what we have and what he's given us. Beautifully said, beautifully said. So we're, we're going to wrap this up and we're going to really look at, um, you know, just simply um, finding a way or a direction that in our lives that um, leads to contentment. I think the, I love your um, idea of kingdom minds. I, I love that idea. So that would be one of them. We got to eat food and thank God for it and have a kingdom mind of contentment. Yeah. Yes. So the only way to do that, yes, find ways to find, find, find ways to be thankful for God, to God, for the food that you have, um, for the body that you have, 
Um, and that it will help to kind of transform your mind into that place of contentment. Again, continue to just thank him and thank him and thank him for everything that he does for you and what he's provided. Um, and, you know, yes, ask him if there's any area in your life that you need to make changes, if there's any stronghold that you need to overcome, um, ask him to help you through that. I think, I think we should do that. But yes, ultimately, we should be striving for contentment on earth yeah. as, as much as we can. <laughs> Yeah, for you as listeners, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear those instances where God has given you a contentment that you never thought you'd be able to find, who's brought you, when he's brought you to a place of, um, I'm okay, I'm okay here, and I'm okay the way I am. Thank you so much for listening today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Eat With Grace podcast. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. We would love to have you leave a review or comment on our Instagram page. It's been great to share this time with you. And we pray that you have a grace-filled day.